Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to Sunday Podcast. This is our chance to play for you some of the best moments from the radio show and some great interviews during the week that you may have missed. If you ever want to check out our show, go to Bongino.com. Go to Station Finder and see what radio station we're on near you. You'll love it. I promise you. We put a lot of work into the radio show. Check it out. But before that, let me tell you about our first sponsor. Huge tech companies in America pay next to nothing in taxes. They may not do a lot of giving, but they sure do a lot of taking. I'm talking about how these companies enrich themselves by taking your personal data. They create a detailed profile based on your web history, email metadata, and video searches and sell that off to the highest bidder. To protect your identity and data from these tech giants, I recommend using ExpressVPN every time you go online. ExpressVPN makes you anonymous online by camouflaging your IP address and replacing it with a different secure IP of your choice. ExpressVPN also encrypts all of your data so that it's protected from hackers and it's easy to use. Just download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button, and you're protected. So if you're like me and believe your internet data belongs to you and not to greedy corporations, then ExpressVPN's the answer. Protect your data with the number one rated VPN provider today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to get three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. First up today, we talk with President Trump, who was making his first comments after the release of the Durham report. Don't miss it. Check this out. All right, I'm always excited to welcome back to the show a man who hopefully will be uh, the next president of the United States, a good friend to the show, a good friend to me uh, personally, President Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thanks for joining us. Hello, Dan. Mr. President, we got the report yesterday. Everything yeah. you said was correct. This is one of those hashtag Donald Trump was right again moments. Uh, mm -hmm. Sir, you, you were framed. You were framed. They yeah. had no evidence of any of this from the start. Your, your thoughts on that? They thought they were going to lose, and we were indeed framed, and it really pertained more because they missed the dates. And amazingly, uh, the report wasn't picked up until just after the election. If you remember, I think it was BuzzFeed, which is now essentially out of business, I understand, which is a very good thing for the, uh, for the country. They were bad news. Right. But this was done sometime after the campaign. It actually affected if you look at it and really study it, it really affected 2020 much more because we went through years of nonsense with Russia, Russia, Russia. I didn't even know what they were talking about. People would come up to me, sir, do you know anything about Russia? And after a while, I'd say, what's going on with Russia? It was a frame up. And these are bad people. This is Schiff and Clinton and all. These are bad people. But it was much more than them. Mark Elias. You take a look at what they did. And this really affected 2020 more than it affected 2016. It was meant for 2016, but they couldn't get it off. You know, they, they had this fake dossier written by Steele and who was offered millions in order to try and get it confirmed. And he couldn't get it confirmed. He couldn't get anybody to confirm it because it was all fake. It was like you write a fiction book. And uh, but this really affected the 2020. Another thing in the 2020 election, which was totally rigged, by the way, Incredibly yeah. how they didn't want to talk about that, Dan. They didn't want to talk a rig. But all you have to do is take a look at the 51 intelligence agency. That's rigging it. Take a look at Truth to Vote. Uh, these are great patriots, Catherine Engelbrecht. And these are great patriots. Went around for, for a year, took all of the tapes out. She sold all of the stuffing the ballot bo boxes that took hundreds of thousands of votes, stuffing the ballot boxes that took place. And just you take a look at just Twitter and the FBI. And that, that's all modern day stuff. That doesn't even go back that far. But now you find out 
they found out much later about Twitter and the FBI, the 51 intelligence agencies saying it was Russian disinformation, and everyone knew, every single one of them knew it wasn't. No, this, uh, it had a huge impact on the 2020 election. Yeah. Mr. President, they interfered in multiple elections. 2016, the midterms with the impeachment. 2020, with their interference with Twitter to make the Hunter Biden story disappear. But Mr. President, I think the most stunning line from the Durham thing, uh, the Durham report that came out yesterday, is that they never possessed, quote, any actual evidence of collusion. (laughs) And that Obama, Biden, Lynch and Comey, who you thankfully fired, they knew yep. in July of 2016, this whole thing w- was you being framed by Hillary Clinton. Yeah, this was a coup. And if I didn't fire yes. Comey, probably you wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it. This great administration that did so much wouldn't have made it because Comey, this was a whole coup. They were ready to go in. You know, it's interesting. When I fired Comey, it was like it was like throwing a rock at a hornet's nest. They went crazy in the FBI. That's when we found that out that the insurance policy. Remember with Strook yes. and Page, the insurance mm-hmm. policy. What do you do? Remember that line? What do you do? He's going to win. He's going. No, no, he'll never win. It's 100 million to one, right? That was my chance, he said. He said, but if he does, we have an insurance policy. This was all the insurance policy. This is sick. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we found that one. And then we found out a lot of others. And the whole thing blew up in their face. But had I not fired Comey, and it all blew up because everyone went wild when I fired. They were all fighting for the job, and they didn't care about him at that point. They just wanted to take care of themselves. But it all blew up. If I didn't fire Comey, he would have walked in with Strook and Page and this one and McCabe. And they would have said, sir, I'm sorry, but the Russia thing. I said, what Russia thing? Can you imagine if you would have been taken out of office? Is something that you never even heard about. These are yeah. bad people. These are sick people. I remember, and I told you the story where they walked out, where uh, uh, Adam Schiff, the crooked guy, uh, such a crooked guy, little Adam Schiff, he walks out, Shifty Schiff, he walks out yeah. to the press. He wasn't supposed to because he was in a meeting of so-called intelligence, right? But he walks out to the press and he says, Donald Trump Jr. will go to jail for life what he's done here. And he knew it was a phony thing. He's saying that a young man has to go to jail for life because of what he did on Russia, Russia, Russia. And he knew that it was a hoax. Think of how bad do you have to be to say a thing like And he's that. running for Senate, Mr. President. He's running for Senate uh, right now, Adam Schiff. Uh, well, you know what? I hope maybe I should endorse him. You know what? I'll endorse him because that way he might lose in that area. I don't know. My endorsement is 99% in the Republican Party. But maybe what I'll do is I'll say, let's, we got to get Adam Schiff in there. That's a great line. Right. right. Do Do like an anti endorsement, like a kryptonite endorsement. I like that. It's a good idea. I'm going to endorse him. Anyway, it's, it's, Mr. It's President, honestly, such a horrible thing. What took place? Yeah, just a couple more questions. I, I, I know yeah. you've got to run. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, we're hoping you're going to be uh, the next president of the United States. Now that you've right. experienced the FBI interfering in multiple elections, uh, this is indisputable at this point. Yeah. Uh, right. Can we get a promise from you for a house cleaning? Uh, the minute we oh, get yeah. in office, don't wait. Don't no, no. We don't need the first hundred days. Just the first hundred minutes. We need everybody gone who cannot pledge allegiance to the Constitution and pledges allegiance to the Democrat Party first. Well, after looking at the report and after seeing, and don't forget, I did a house. I fired a lot of people, but the deep yeah. state goes deep. 
Hey, firing yeah. Comey was not, you know, that was, and I fired him very early. You know, a lot of people said, why did you wait so long? He was fired very, very early. And right. uh, it was a great firing. I'm telling you, uh, yeah. they were looking to do real bad. This was, this was a coup that they were looking at. These are sick people. So, uh, yeah, the only a fool would not do that. You have to do it deep. Not only there, you have to do it in a lot of other locations. But, you know, this continues. I don't know if you know, but we have a friend of uh, Weissman, a very good friend of Weissman. It is Jack Smith. And his wife hates Trump, and he hates Trump, and they've campaigned against Trump. They spent money against Trump. Their friends hate Trump. And he's the special counsel. I call him the special persecutor, not prosecutor. Persecutor, because persecutor is worse. But Jack Smith, and he continues to go after Trump with the phony boxes hooks. And if you take a look at Biden, Biden's got boxes all over the place. He had no right to declassify. I do. And But you just take a look. Jack Smith, this is a continuation of the same hooks. It's all a big hoax. They're all friends. Yeah. They're in there. They're embedded. And it's really a question. It's rhinos and it's Democrats, radical left Democrats. I love the way you start your show with the radical left. You fight the radical left. <laughs> the radical left. And they've been there for years. They've been there for years. Yeah. And, and uh, we've done a hell of a job on it. Boy, they don't want you know how you know, because they don't want me. But we have a hoax going on right now, and it should be stopped immediately by the attorney general. It's a total charade. Yeah, Mr. President, you had uh, in the last administ- in your last administration, you were looking at schedule Fing employees, which would enable you to get rid of a lot of employees who cannot yeah. pledge allegiance to the Constitution. And of course, uh, you know, Joe Biden got rid of that because he wants to keep people in the swamp forever. Can we count on something like that after your presidency, too, so we can, again, get people in there who pledge service to the public and not pledge service to the Democrat Party? Right. And I was the one that suggested that. But if you take right. a look at NARA, NARA has red flagged the Constitution of the United States. I don't know if you know this. And they've red flagged the Bill of Rights because they've red flagged it because they said they're dangerous documents or something to that effect. So you have NARA, which is all radical left. That's the one that started this current hoax. But NARA, radical left NARA, has the Bill of Rights and the Constitution of the United States red flagged because they're dangerous documents. Okay, that's where we're coming from. And now we'll get it all taken care of, Dan. You know that. Mr. President, one last question. By the way, by closing up our border and by drill, baby, drill, as I said on CNN the other night, they got they got one of the greatest ratings in their history. And they're going to throw the guy out. I think they're going to throw him out for putting me on. Mr. President, I hate to correct you. You know, I like you. You're my you're my buddy. And I don't want to correct you on the air, but it's a TNN. The Trump News Network. So uh, please don't oh, air right. that. Yeah, it was a big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. We're referring to it on this show only as TNN. So I, again, I hate to correct you. I'm not trying to embarrass you, young man. But I got to take care. One more question, Mr. President. Um, listen, everybody from the beginning knew the story was ridiculous, but a lot of people got taken down as collateral damage. General Flynn, an American patriot, this Absolutely. poor George Papadopoulos, who we learned yesterday, made exculpatory statements to a source in the FBI. In other words, said he had nothing to do with this at all, and then they. <laughs> went to the FISA court and said, no, no, he's involved in Russian collusion. I mean, a lot of people got taken down in addition to them trying to get rid of you. Yeah, they got taken down and we're going to make uh, we're going to make amends to those people. People were treated so unfairly. And by the way, I know how you feel about it. But what about J6? We have policemen, firemen, soldiers, military people, phenomenal patriots in jail. But Antifa, BLM. And some of these other groups that killed people all over Portland and all over Seattle, 
and all over Minneapolis and killed people and burned down the cities and took over the cities. Nothing happened to him. How about that? Would you want us to think yeah. about that a little bit, too? I will be. Yeah. Be. yeah. Mr. Will be. Mr. President, I know you got to run. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, you know you have my support. I, I deeply appreciate it. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it, too. Thanks a lot, Dan. Bye. You got it. There you go, folks. President Donald J. Trump. Up next is another one of those unplanned epic radio rants. You're not going to want to miss this one, but let's hear from our next sponsor first. All right, folks, central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Why? Because of inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. That's bad news for the dollar, bad news for your savings. But the fact remains there's one asset that's withstood famine, wars, and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. Gold. I buy gold. I bought it often from Birch Gold Group, B-I-R-C-H. You can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text DAN, my first name, to 989898 and claim your free information kit on gold. Think about this. When the banks faltered, the stock market faltered, and gold, what did it do? It surged. Protect your savings today with gold. Don't wait. Birch has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, me included. Text DAN to 989898. Get your free information kit on gold. Again, text DAN to 989898. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rate supply. Thanks, Birch Gold. I got a message from a listener telling me I should stop the yelling because I won't be able to turn liberals onto our side, you know? Well, that didn't, didn't go well for him. <laughs> Enjoy this. If I got a message here from uh, the guy who was complaining about me yell, uh, yelling, during it. But this is important because his answer is indicative of why I disregard people like this. And I say all the time, if you don't want to listen, it's not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Because the loyal listeners to the show, you know I love you, man. You know it. Take calls. There are more opportunities for you to interact personally with me because I don't want to feel like some elitist snob. Oh, I get the microphone. I'm in charge. I'm not in charge. You're in charge. No, no. You are in charge. Make no mistake. If this show was pulling a two-share in markets, <laughs> we'd be off the air. The fact that this show, I don't get into rating stuff often because it's silly and it sounds, but I personally do. I just don't talk about it because that's my business. I'm just telling you, some of the numbers we're pulling in our biggest markets are obscenely high because of you. Jim's shaking his head because he knows what I'm saying is true. We annihilate other people on the airwaves in some of these markets. I'm not talking about later shows. I'm talking about in this Time block. You matter to me more than anything. You can interact with me through the live chat every day in the podcast. Every day at 11 a.m. We take calls at the end of the show. I get it. Not a lot. I understand. I read your Facebook messages during the show. And we do questions for Dan tomorrow. Because you're part of this show. But some people don't belong here. And that's okay. The guy who was complaining about me yelling in, in my just sent a follow-up message. And this is so indicative of the losing attitude a lot of people have in this movement that will get you in this country destroyed quicker than anything. So the guy's name is Jeff. I'll leave his last name out of it. He's talking about the yelling part of the show. But this is, this is a bigger thing now. He says, you can catch more flies with honey. Uh, okay. I don't, cliched, stupid stuff. Can we leave that out of it? He goes, Maybe you should try to appeal to the liberals and tell them it's okay to join us on the right instead of calling them stupid. We need more votes, and calling them stupid is the wrong way to do it. We're divided, and you're doing nothing except driving the wedge deeper. Sir, 
You completely misunderstand right now, Mr. Jeff, the fight we were in. Completely. I'm sorry, but it's guys like you going to get this country destroyed. This show's not for you. Go listen to another show. It's not for you. It's okay. You, you, you believe liberals are waiting to be persuaded by conservatives about how they're wrong? You, you actually believe? You said that out loud? You actually believe that? You used the word liberals. I know you didn't say Democrats. Because, yes, there are some Democrats. And, Jim, do I not always say, I'm not talking about all Democrats. I'm always, I'm always very careful. But you said liberals. You really believe liberals. The same liberals who, through January 6, people, some of them are guilty of nothing more than a trespass violation in a gulag, some of them for years. The same liberals who spied on a president and a presidential candidate. The same liberals who are currently trying to get the FBI to geo-track and follow around pro-lifers. The same liberals that wanted parents speaking out at school boards targeted. The same liberals that no matter how much money you give in taxes will want twice the amount. The same liberals who stuffed your kid into failing public schools in inner cities for five generations, destroying any chance of prosperity. The same liberals who want to defund the police so you're murdered, raped, or robbed in the streets. You actually believe that they're listening to conservatives waiting to be convinced. Mr. Jeff, get off the air, bro. This ain't for you, pal. The yelling isn't for you, and this show isn't for you, because, man, I'm really sorry. You are grotesquely misinformed, and you are precisely the reason that this country will go down in flames. You specifically. Because you actually believe that the people staring you in the face and telling you to cut your kids' nads off at nine years old because your, your son one time picked up a Barbie doll, you believe they're listening to conservative radio going, oh, yeah, that's a good point. We shouldn't cut the kids' nuts off. That's a bad idea. You're right. You're totally correct. They're convinced. Ah, sh shred them nuts. That's a bad idea. They, they, you're totally right, Jeff. You nailed it, buddy. 100% correct. We should definitely not call that stupid or ridicule them. Nope. But we shouldn't do it. We should say, Mr. Liberal, sir, Mr. Liberal, uh, I don't think it's a good idea for you to shred that child's nads at an early age. It's a really bad idea. Uh, they just picked up a Barbie doll. Oh, thanks, Dan Bongino. Let me reevaluate that. Johnny, should we castrate you today? Uh I don't know, Dad, I picked up a Barbie doll. Ah, let's not. I heard it on the Dan Bongino. You actually believe that? You believe that? You're telling me liberals who still believe there's a tape of Donald Trump getting peed on in a hotel room in Russia that no human being on planet Earth has seen and it was paid for by Hillary Clinton by a foreign spy. You still believe that exists? The liberals still believe? You think you're going to convince them now that Donald Trump is their guy in 2024? Let's just be nice to him. Let's just be nice. Well, Jeff, Daddy-O, this ain't the nice guy show, okay? This is the go-yourself show to liberals. That's what this is. This is the go-yourself. Yes, you do. That's the show. This is the go-yourself show. Oh, Dan, that's brutal. Yes, sir, it is. And here it is in the loudest voice possible. Yes, sir. You are dealing in a Manichaean fight for the future of this country. You get the double-barreled middle finger from me on the radical far left. You get nothing. You get nothing. Nothing. You get no respect. You get nothing. You will get nothing from me but ridicule 
and I will scream in this microphone to the day I die if I think it's going to make this message go far and wide about what a dumbass you liberals are. You want to do cutesy time, man, you got to find a totally different show. Because, man, you missed the mark with this one. You're the same people who complained about mean tweets with Trump. He often tweeted stuff. He drew a hurricane map one time. Yeah, he did. GDP growth was 3%. We weren't throwing Americans in jail for showing up at political rallies. We weren't spying on political candidates. We got a couple of Supreme Court justices in there. We got tons of other justices, the appellate and circuit level. Roe v. Wade went down as a result. What's that? Mid- oh, yeah, the, the Abraham Accords. Good point, Jim. Yeah. But he tweets. He tweets. He tweeted on Taco Tuesday. That's you. That's you, Jeff. That's the kind of... This isn't your show, bro. It's not your show. It's not an airport, okay? You got to... You want to leave and depart. Just depart. The playing... You don't have to announce the departure. It's okay. The show is never going to change. I think I've shown you I give zero Fs about what the syndicator says or anyone else for that matter. I love the people who put the show on the air. There are great PDs and program directors and stations I'm very close friends with. But nobody tells me what to say. Ever. 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 I'll even help you out. If anyone wants to call me to tell me what to say, just cancel the show before the call. Because it's not going to end well. I think you've already seen that in the last few months. He was fired. You sure about that? You sure about that? Nobody tells me what to say, ever. I'm 48 years old. I've accumulated a small fortune investing in stuff I believed in, fighting this free speech fight, despite every liberal on planet Earth and their trillion-dollar companies coming for me. They took us down once. The second time we hit, we hit it, man. We hit it big because we took a freaking chance. I've survived cancer, liberals, Democrats, losers, New York City, Maryland, running for office three times. You think I'm going to be told what to do? By someone, oh my gosh, we got to be really nice to the liberals. Screw the liberals. Because they will screw you in a heartbeat, man. And you better wake the hell up to that. This is a dog-eat-dog political, it's a wolf-eat-wolf world. And if you're not ready for it, then back away and go listen to sports radio. I'm sure you can hear who the Auburn quarterback is. I'm not interested in that crap. You've heard me talk about sports once on this show. Because they're all woke anyway, and most of them hate you too. And I was trying to save someone $100 million in that case. And it didn't work. You should have listened. You want to hear about that stuff? You want to hear about culture and the latest fat? Listen, I love working out. I would love to talk about working out. I'd love You want to talk about blood flow restrictors? You want to talk about the niagen supplements? What do you want to talk I love it. You know why I don't talk about it on this show? Because you got a bunch of commies trying to burn the freaking country down. We don't need to talk about collagen peptides. I would love to. I love collagen peptides. That's why I'm 48. I've cooked in the Florida sun for now 10 years, and my skin still looks freaking good because of collagen peptides. You know what collagen peptides are going to do for saving the country? Squat! Nothing! You got commies running this place, ready to destroy it and burn it to the ground. You want me to waste my time talking about the Oscars? 
Hey, the Oscars are out last night. Let me tell you who went back. I don't give a who got the best picture nomination. I don't care. I don't care. I care about saving this place. And if you're wondering why I'm spending so much time on some listeners' feedback, it's because this is not the only, this is probably the 150th Facebook message this week alone from someone pretending to be a conservative telling me, you just gotta be nice. I'm not nice. Why do you care if I'm nice? You wanna date me or something? Why do you care? I'm not nice. I'm a mean a-hole. I'm not nice. You think I'm nice, Jim? You're ruining this segment, Jim. Jim's telling you I'm nice. Thank you, Jim. You're a good man. I'm not nice. He just took it back. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I'm okay. I'm nice to my friends, but I'm not nice to liberals. Can we agree on that? Jim's saying, okay, I'll give you a pass on that. I don't like liberals and I'm not going to be nice to them. You want me to be nice to the imbecile class? You want me to be nice to here? Just perfect timing, Jim. Get get Schiff ready. You want me to be nice to this loser? This 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 pile of human waste? Adam Schiff, a guy who just got totally busted by the Durham report. Totally busted as the lead player in the biggest political scandal of our time. This guy should have resigned, apologized to his family, his friends, his neighbors, his priest, rabbi, imam. I don't know what he is. I don't care. He should have resigned in disgrace and committed to doing uh, prison ministry for the rest of his life. Just to, just to somehow save his, his horrid soul from the Hades that awaits him. You want me to be nice to this life loser? Here he is after the dorm report on MSNBC. Not only not apologizing, but attacking Durham, who has zero history as a partisan, and saying nothing at all about his role in the biggest political scandal of our time. You want me to be nice to this guy? Yeah, that's a hard freaking pass on that one, bro. Check this out. Congressman Schiff, the uh, Durham investigation ended up where there was plenty of reason to believe it was going to end up uh, with a new report about nothing. That's exactly right. Uh, as you pointed, this is an investigation that started in a flawed manner. It was conducted in a flawed manner, uh, and its conclusion uh, is a, a flawed conclusion. Um, it began in a flawed way because this was the result of Donald Trump badgering Bill Barr to investigate the investigators. So it was brought really with no predicate except this is what Donald Trump was demanding, and this is what Bill Barr wanted to have undertaken. Now, you want to be nice, Jeff? You go ahead and be nice. You want to play ball with that? And let me tell you something. These people would hurt you at a moment's notice. And I use my words very carefully because I've seen it. I have seen it up close and personal. You want to negotiate with them? Now, there are Democrats out there, voting Democrats. We do need to convince. And if we can get a good portion of them to understand the threat, the existential threat to this country, we should do it. Independence, too. Liberals, they're gone. Forget them. They're gone. They're gone. So why do you debate liberals? I'll leave it at this, and i got to take a break. Very smart man in politics. I was listening to him speak one time down in Montgomery County, Maryland, when I was running for office. And he said, you should always take an opportunity to debate a liberal in public. I was like, gosh, I remember thinking, why? These people are idiots. Why would we waste their time? He said, because you're not debating them. You're debating the third person. Well, who the hell's the third person? I'm debating the liberals, two of us. 
what he said made sense about, I don't know, three, four months later. I was at the Baltimore County, uh, uh, the Maryland State Fair in Bal- up in Baltimore County, or Balmer, if you come from there, Balmer. And this teacher's advocate comes up and he's a total liberal, wants to argue with me about school choice. This went on for like 10 minutes. I was not breaking through to the lady at all. Guy comes up to me after the lady walks away about five minutes later. He says, I heard what you said there. He said, that made a lot of sense. He's like, you know, I'm a public school guy, I support the public schools, but he's like, I appreciate what you said there. And it clicked what that guy had said. Forget the liberal. Forget them, man. They hate this place. They hate you. They hate everything about this country. But take every opportunity to debate them because there's always a third person listening. Up next is another incredible interview. We'll get to that in a second, but let me tell you about our next sponsor. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. You need a good night's sleep. I got a Helix mattress. I got the midnight lux because I'm a, sli- a side sleeper and it's really comfortable for me to find the perfect fit. Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. They got mattresses for big folks, tall folks, short folks, uh, even special ones for kids. No matter what the sleeping position, Helix the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all the more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. Helix is all about comfort, care, and a great, great night's sleep. I love mine. Setup is super easy. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. GQ and Wired Magazine named Helix. They're number one mattress, not number two, number one. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz. It's H-E-L-I-X. Go to the website, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Find the perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. It's their best offer yet, and it won't last long. helixsleep.com slash Dan. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Here's James Lindsay in one of the finest interviews I think we've ever done on the radio show. What an amazing guest. Check him out on Twitter. He's at Conceptual James. He gave an amazing speech at Oxford about wokeness. One of the best speeches I've ever heard. We had a discussion about it. Check this out. So as I told you before the break, if you're not following this uh, gentleman, you should. You can follow him on True Social and on Twitter. He is at Conceptual James. He is one of the best commentators out there on the growing, very pernicious, malicious threat of Western Marxism here in the United States. This is very real, folks. This is not a joke. And this fight is an existential one for us. I'd like to welcome to the show, James Lindsay. James, thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure, Dan. What's up? So, (laughs) sorry, it's really like we're at a bar. What's up, man? I don't know. What's up with you? So I listened to your speech uh, a couple of weeks ago, went viral on Twitter. I think I had a role in that because I told everyone and their mother to go and listen to this speech. It's about 20 plus minutes long, but it is absolutely fantastic about the threat of Western Marxism. And one of the things you address, I wanted you to talk to my audience about today, is how this is all interchangeable for them. You know, they'll use class if class is a way to divide people. And when class doesn't work in the West, they'll move to another thing like race, which is more immutable and visible. But this is deliberate by their part. These aren't civil rights people fighting for people's civil liberties. They're using these race arguments as a means of division to fill that vacuum with this big government collectivist Marxist uh, uh, threat. Isn't that that's what they want? Yeah, that's right. And, and they're hiding inside those civil rights movements. So there's they, they know there's legitimate issues around civil rights and especially that there have been in the past. So they hide in those things as radical splinter cells. And then they erupt out these very uh, intentional, deliberate tactics. But the, the key point of the, the lecture I gave at the parliament in Europe was that when, when we look at Western Marxism, we have to look at Marxism as a, as a 
system that attacks civilizations or societies. And it's going to find where it can get in. So in peasant societies like you had in Russia in 1917 and China like you had in 1949, it can get in through class. It can work its way in through class division. But in the West, the, the Marxists of the 20th century admitted it won't get in through class in, in, in America and in, in Western Europe because we have class mobility. If you work your ass off, you can rise up in the, in the structure. As the Marxists themselves said, we uh, see that capitalism allows people to build a better life that stabilizes the working class so they won't be a revolutionary class. So they have to use the same motif but they put it in a different location. So I said, you want to think of it like with animals, like with genus versus species. The genus is cats. In this case, it's Marxism. But if you think of genus as cats, you got tigers, you got lions, you got house cats, you got bobcats, you got pumas. They're all different kinds of cats, but they're all still cats. Here, Marxism is one type of attack on a civilization, one type of modality to take over, seize control of the means of production, and ruin a society. And you've got class-based Marxism, which is classical Marxism, you got race-based Marxism, which is critical race theory. You've got what's considered normal-based Marxism, and that's queer theory and the gender theory. You've got based on on uh, men and women, patriarchy, or whatever you want to call it. You got Marxist feminism. It's the exact same attacks, the exact same structure, the exact same goals. And the goal is actually just to seize power. And whatever they want to do after they get power is what we're all going to get, which looks a lot like eating bugs and living in pods. Yeah, James, you know, you're, folks, I can't recommend strongly enough that you watch the entire speech. Go to James's Twitter or True Social. He's, he's at Conceptual James. Just click on the media button and you'll see his, the speech is just amazing. It's about 20 minutes. It's the best 20 minutes of your life if you're really interested in this stuff because you're going you're, you're gonna to get it right there about what this is about. James, uh, you're right. It gets all interchangeable parts to get to this end. We, we, we jokingly on the show play that clip from Silence of the Lambs where Anthony Hopkins is talking about Buffalo Bill, the serial killer, uh, to the FBI agent Clarice. And he says, what is it that he covets? And I always try to get, when people ask me why, why does the left do this? Why does the left do that? I always ask them to boil it down to the essence, right? And you just nailed it. Their goal is a collectivization of power. And that's hard to do, James. Selling Marxism to people is difficult. Nobody voluntarily gives up their economic freedom, their educational freedom, their healthcare freedom. Nobody wants that. Even liberals don't. Liberals, the liberals in Congress didn't even want Obamacare. They voted for the, uh, the uh, federal healthcare employee program so they could pick, right? So the way that the, the, the Marxists do this is just so devious how they, you know, sometimes they'll take it by force, but how they can get people to vote for them and give up their own liberty and freedom and walk into this ideological prison. It's, it's amazing that this pernicious ideology that's led to hundreds of millions of body bags still manages to coax people into this prison. Well, they are masters of manipulating language and manipulating perception that, you know, we should never underestimate yes. our enemy. I don't actually believe that they're smarter than anybody else on average, but I do believe that they're much more strategic and they're much more manipulative and they're very, very linguistically savvy. So, for example, you can take a concept like socialism, which is the uh, administered redistribution of shares. So citizens are made equal and you can rename that equity, which is defined as the administered redistribution of shares so that citizens are made equal. 
And now it's called equity. It's not socialism anymore. So all of a sudden you can get people to say, well, this is really important. This is a very important initiative because some people aren't being treated fairly. Our public administration apparatus needs to take it seriously. It needs to incorporate it as a key pillar. And all of a sudden you have a socialist operation that's being called equity that nobody recognizes as socialism. They're absolutely masters of this kind of deception. And the thing is, is once you hand over the keys, they don't give them back. You have to really, really work or really, really fight to get them back. Yeah. We're talking to James Lindsay again, Twitter, true social at conceptual James, please follow this gentleman. He is worth your time. James, you're one of the few guys out there who really gets the threat. You know, you Victor Davis Hanson guys who can, who get it. Uh, I don't want to say if you gets it, you get it and you can talk about it. I've, I've seen you. I've had you on my show on Fox when I was still doing it. Um, I've seen you on other shows on Fox when Tucker was still there. <laughs> Me and Tucker were there. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but you, you're one of the few guys who gets it and can explain it. VDH another one. Um, Thomas Sowell had a magical ability to do it. Milton Friedman, although he framed it in terms of economics, was really getting at economic liberty. Um, you know, Hayek in The Road to Serfdom, another great book. But I mean, now that this, we know it's not going to go away. I mean, you know, Fukuyama's book, throw it out the window, right? This is not the end of history as we know it, you know? It's going to be with us forever. How can we, as freedom-loving advocates for God-given constitutional liberties and freedoms for everyone, what's the best way for us to fight back? A lot of us are just like, gosh, why can't we just get rid of this plague on humankind? Well, listen, um, first of all, we got to get rid of that hubris that we're going to get rid of this plague on humankind, because if I'm not mistaken, it's the same story that's in the third chapter of Genesis. So it's the oldest story, second oldest story in humanity. and It's not going to go away, but we do have to fight it and we have to fight it in every generation. So you already said the first thing freedom loving Americans can do, which is that they have to get off the couch. They can't keep waiting for somebody else to do this. They can't keep waiting for this to blow over and they have to start getting active civically. They've got to start getting informed. They've got to start learning about this, telling other people about it, organizing. Look at the group Moms for Liberty. You got like 150,000 moms moving in two years. Right. You've got to start doing things like this. You've got to figure out where can I help? And you have to ask yourself, you know, what am I good at? Everybody's looking at Klaus Schwab and they're thinking, oh, my God, this is so big. How in the world can I touch something as huge as the World Economic Forum or the United Nations or the Biden administration that's out of my hands? but your children are not out of your hands and they need your kids to move this this ball forward. So you need to protect your families. You need to get involved with the kids in your community and your neighborhood and teach them right values, teach them skills. There are all kinds of things people can be doing. And what you need to do is figure out what you're good at and what's close by and do the next right thing over and over and over again. If you have the ability like you do on your show to reach out and expose things or make things happen, you have to aim for the highest link on the chain that you can reach, but don't try to reach a link on the chain higher than you can reach you'll just frustrate yourself. So if you can expose something in the Biden administration because you have a big reach, go do that. If you can only help the kids in your neighborhood because that's as far as you can reach, go do that. But there's no sitting on the couch. That's great advice. Great advice. It reminds me of uh, something Ginny Thomas told me a long time ago. She says it all the time. She says, uh, you know, we're the leaders we've been waiting for. Like you just said, like stop waiting for someone else to take the ball. Yeah, you're right. I have a, a great show I've been blessed with. Thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and these opportunities he's put in front of me. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't make a difference, too. You know, regardless of anyone's feelings about Jordan Peterson, he has a great line. Make your own bed first, man. Make your own bed before you want to change the world. I want to get to something else, though, James. Uh, one of the, the things I talk about on the show 
And uh, if you think this is dumb, please tell me because I, 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 you know, I really like thinkers like yourself and I like to be course corrected if I'm on the wrong path. Having been a, a law enforcement officer, people ask me often, you know, Dan, I don't get what the left gets out of street chaos, especially in liberal run cities. And I said, from my experience working there, I have this walking dead theory uh, that show the walking dead, you know, where they try to get away from the zombies and they go and they isolate themselves in an abandoned prison. And I said, the only people who give up their freedom and walk into an abandoned prison are people who are more afraid of what's on the outside, i.e. the zombies. So the left loves this street chaos, this street chaos. It leads to this craving for old fashioned order and strong arm government. The street, they, the left has always had street thugs on the street doing their wet work and their dirty work. This is a, a legacy of the left for, for, for decades now doing this. Do you think I'm onto something or do you have a better answer as to why they love the street chaos and the defund the police stuff? Well, you're definitely onto something. I'd say that that's a solid part of it. You are absolutely right that they want the chaos. They want the destruction. They want people to demand a solution. And the thing is, is what they do is they always do this. They create a problem then to say, oh, my God, look at this problem. We have a program and we're going to come in with a solution. And that's what they're always trying to do. So they're trying to get people to say, oh, my God, there's this problem. There has to be a solution. And then what they're very, very good at, again, with that master manipulation is they point at somebody else and say it's their it's, it's somebody else's problem. Look at Daniel Penny right now in, in New York City. Oh, he's a Marine. They trained him wrong. Now the Marines have got to do all this stuff. They trained him wrong. They made him too dangerous. Now the Marines have got to correct themselves. And so they always push it off on somebody else. And they say, oh, yeah, well, here's what we're going to do. And it'll be some kind of surveillance program. It'll be some kind of something that they want that moves the ball in their direction. And so half of it is to get people to willingly give up their freedom. And half of it is that they've got a solution in mind. It's called the problem reaction solution cycle. They create a problem, something happens as a reaction and they use the reaction to introduce a predetermined solution that they wanted to move people toward in the first place which is a uh, kind of dialectical attack is what they call that and it's a uh, very successful for them they're, they're doing this much more successfully than in the streets they're doing it much more successfully out in uh, in the schools they're, they're they're failing the schools and then what is the next thing they do they say oh well we got to get rid of these tests the tests are actually the problem the tests have white supremacy in them we got to get rid of the LS SAT, we got to get rid of the SAT, we got to get rid of the GRE, all these tests. Well, we can't use GPA anymore. GPA is racist. So now what we're going to do is just have people tell a personal story and we'll decide if who gets to go to college and who doesn't. And it's one program after another. They break the kids with COVID. They say, oh my God, look at how traumatized all the kids are. Look at the learning loss. What we need to do is implement this new mental health program with the schools to fix the kids. So you see what I mean? So on top of the zombie thing, you have the problem reaction solution cycle, and it is a strategic move. This, by the way, Dan, is the most important thing conservatives are missing still to win this fight is that the left moves operationally. Everything they do is a strategic operation. It's not random. It looks random. It looks crazy, but it's a strategic operation with a strategic goal in mind. My gosh, you are you're amazing. Me and I'm watching Jim on the sky. He's just shaking his head in approval like, damn, this guy's good. James, we're loading this one up on the podcast channel too, Jim. I know it's not out for two weeks, but you did not disappoint, my friend. Folks, please follow him on Twitter and True Social. He's at Conceptual James and watch his entire speech. It'll blow your mind. It is worth your time. It's on my Twitter feed too. It says must watch in all caps. So good. James, you are welcome back anytime. Matter of fact, I hope you'll come back. I'm going to have Jim reach out and bug you once in a while if you're okay with that. But uh, problem, reaction, solution. So well said. Thanks a lot for coming on. Absolutely. Have a great day. You, you got it, bud. Wow.
But what did I tell folks? That, that, you see what I'm talking about? See, I, I, I like to think of myself as a smart, smart person. You know what a smart, smart person understands? That they don't know everything. And I don't know everything. There's a lot I don't know. And when I don't know, I bring people who are smarter, smart people on to tell you things like you just heard. We had our second anniversary on the radio show this past week. I hope you heard it. It was a really, really awesome show. Very emotional. I talked with someone who helped make it all happen. But first, our next sponsor. I can't believe the dire headlines we're facing in the world. Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is emergency food. What are you going to do for food? Roads get shut down. Grocery stores are empty, looted. What are you going to do? What about when trucks can't make deliveries? You're going to need emergency food. I strongly suggest you get it. Strongly suggest you get it today. That's why I urge you to grab at least one for every member of your family, three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in food lines. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save $200 per kit. It's easy to order. Go to preparewithdan.com. You'll get fast and free shipping. Please don't wait. Please. Do this today or you'll regret it tomorrow. Preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. This is a great lineup this week on the Sunday show. Finally, here's the great one. Mark Levin, who took the time to call me on our second anniversary of the radio show. I wouldn't have been on the radio without him and Sean Hannity. These guys really helped me a lot. Take a listen. So what a, a really incredible surprise. I, I do my show rundown every morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we're doing a rundown like it's a normal show. And Jim's like, yeah, you know, two-year anniversary. I said, Jim, we got any guests today? And Jim's like, nah, nah, no, no guests, you know. I said, oh, okay. And then right before the show, he's like, hey, we got a guest. I'm like, well, who is it? He's like, it's only the guy they called a great one. The of course, How are you going to have anyone else? So let me welcome back to the show the greatest broadcaster in the business, Mark Levin. They don't call you the great one for nothing, brother. I am so honored on my two-year anniversary in the radio that you would call in the show. You gave me my start, man. I'd be nowhere without you. Thanks for doing it. Danny B, two years. Can you believe that? Two years. And I'll no. tell you what. You are fantastic. You are terrific. Oh, thank you, man. And uh, I want you to keep doing this. The nation needs you very, very much. And uh, two years. No, it doesn't seem like two years, does it? No, it doesn't, Mark. It's the weirdest thing. I said to the audience, you know, when you're younger, you know, time dilation is real. You know, the, the time from yeah. first to third grade feels like it's 75 years. And then when you get older, you're like, my gosh, was that two years ago? It's just the weirdest thing. I, I mean, I... I, I, it seems like yesterday, and I want everyone to understand, Mark. This is uh, you're a humble guy, but I don't care. I don't for this segment is my show, and you're going to take this compliment, <laughs> and you're going to like it. Damn it! This guy, <laughs> folks, took a shot on me when nobody else would. Well, Sean was with me too. Sean's a good guy. Had yeah. he was always there for me. But Mark, Mark said to me, he said, "Listen, you want to fill in on my show? I'd filled in on a radio show like twice." I don't know what I'm doing. He's got the, one of the biggest radio shows on in the cosmos. And you took a shot on me, brother. And look what happened. Now I'm here on the radio, too. You so know, what, but Dan, but Dan, it, it, it's more than that. Maybe I took a shot at, and so forth. But, um, you know, you were running for office. My wonderful wife, your wonderful wife. We got to know each other. It was very obvious to me that you were a step above, many steps above. Uh, cop, secret service, but also um, a guy that studied philosophy and 
and uh, market systems, and I would listen to you talk even during your campaigns. You know, to be honest with you, you either have it or you don't for radio or TV. You either have it or you don't. You could be the smartest guy in the world and nobody wants to hear it. And you can be the dumbest guy in the world. And there's a lot of them and they're out there, but really nobody wants to hear that either. So you've got great experience. You've got a great intellect. I mean, you really do. You're so thoroughly well-read. And there's one other thing. You're loyal as hell. And so am I. And that's very, very important to me. It's important in the military. It's important among cops. But it's important, period. I come across people, as you do, who who want to come on. They come on, talk about their butt. Next thing you know, they're stabbing you in the back. It's like, what? Oh, I see uh, it, Mark. You, you know, felt I've it. it. So have I. Uh, and it's it's one of the most disturbing things in the conservative movement, this proclivity for some to attack at the slightest thing a fellow conservative. You know, it's crazy, Mark. The liberals don't do this. They'll have no. Rachel Maddow lie to them for five years about a fake PP tape. Five years. Imagine spending five years listening to Rachel Maddow about something that is fake. You wasted thousands of hours of your life and they don't care conservatives the second some of them not not a, but a couple of them out there they turn on their friends on a dime i i have been loyal to you from the beginning and you know mark one of the things i, th I think people don't know about me or you is we don't agree on it nobody does you have positions right. on things i don't share mark has never once but ah, screw that a-hole i'm not having him on my never ever one time and i've you will always be my buddy i will never sell you out i never sell my friends out and you you talk about loyal you are ferociously loyal too. everything from books. Every time I've called you, Hey Mark, can you have me on for this? Bang, zoom, done. You're a loyal guy too. But, but Dan, here's the thing <clears throat> um, about you. This is celebrating you and your two year anniversary. A lot of people do this and they don't make it for two years. You're normally number one in your market, in your time frame, And there's a reason for that. Because you connect with people. I think I do. Rush does. Sean does. It's very, very important. In other words, the audience comes first. Everything else is second. Everything else is static. Uh, the company that we work for, wonderful. But you can't interfere with us and our audience. Same with other people and same with other things. The audience is key. That's what Rush taught me. The audience will stick with you. If you stick with the audience, don't underestimate the intelligence of the audience and so forth and so forth. In conservative talk radio generally, we don't. We respect the audience. Our audience is smarter than liberals. Why? Because it's easy to want things. It's easy to destroy things. It's easy to talk in, uh, in, in shibboleths and so forth. It's not so easy to think for yourself because the social pressures and the civil pressures are – to go along. That's the left. We conservatives are, you talk about ferocious. We're ferociously independent. We think for ourselves. Therefore, a guy like you and me or, or a Scalia and, and a Thomas, it's not a matter of where we end up. It's a matter of the thinking process. How do you get to that end to promote right. liberty I, and so forth? That's the bottom line. Oh, it's so right. Mark, I, although you said it more eloquently than I, I say all the time, the why matters. You know, it, it, you, you, the why, why the left does what it does. It's not just good enough to come on the air. Yeah, the left sucks. Like, we joke and we talk about they do suck. Like, we get that they suck. Okay, right. great. But if you don't understand the why, the long-running longitudinal narrative between actions makes no sense. 
once you get the why and you understand the collectivist ideology, Mark, everything just falls into place. Nothing is confusing anymore. You see it. Let me ask you a question, though, because you've got some big interviews coming up, huge interviews. Big shakeup in the race tonight. Governor DeSantis out in Florida, uh, expected by just about everyone to jump into the race. Um, it's at 6 p.m. tonight in Elon Musk Twitter space. Um, your thoughts on that? I mean, President Trump's got a loyal, loyal group of people. And you want to talk about loyalty? He's been ferociously loyal to me. Sent a beautiful message at the beginning of the show. But Governor DeSantis done an amazing job. You know, you got a place in Florida. I live in Florida full time. He turned it around. It's, 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 is, this, is this the guy who could shake up the race? Well, you know, Ron DeSantis is the real deal. I think people need to understand. He's the real deal. He's the most conservative governor in modern history, not just today, in modern history. And then he fights the culture war. And even though Sununu and Christie and the others attacked him for fighting the culture war, he is uh, he's a he's a warrior and he fights that culture war, whether it's Disney, whether it's the teacher unions and so forth. I live in a state in Virginia. We have Governor Youngkin, who I like very much, but he he doesn't do what the what Ron DeSantis does. In other words, he says the same thing. He pretty much does the same thing. But our schools are still completely out of control in Loudoun County, which is where my other house is, which is sort of the red line for all these battles and so forth. DeSantis is different. Now, having said that, Trump was an amazing president. His policies were amazing. And they're trying to destroy him. They have their Democrat DAs. They have their hitman in Washington, D.C. They have the media. It is nonstop. So for people like you and me, this is very offensive because if they succeed in that, then, you know, DeSantis is next and the guy after that's next. Now, this is a war on conservatives. It's a war on our party. This is a war on what we believe. And if they can take out Trump, who, who fights like hell, like few people I've ever seen, They'll take out anybody. And you're starting to see their attacks on DeSantis and so forth, which are really, you know, on Casey DeSantis, his wife, really low down, loathsome type of attacks and so forth. And uh, so we see that. So people want to know, I'm sure, with you and me, well, who do you endorse? Who do you know? First of all, I'm not allowed to endorse right now. I don't know. I'm just not because I've been told you're not allowed to endorse now. But I can live with either of these guys. But I have to say, too, like you do, Donald Trump has been 100 percent with me. And Ron DeSantis has been 100% with me. So you tell me, who do we endorse? Yeah, yeah. I, I Listen, I'm, I'm behind President Trump, Mark. And I, I'll tell you why. I agree with what but, you but said. But don't get me wrong. I love Trump, too. And, yeah, and I want to make I, it I know clear. That, yeah. I want to make it clear. I, I, it He's puts us in a runner. bad spot. Because, yeah. the, the, you know, someone said to me on Twitter, they said, Dan, you did an interview with Megyn Kelly. You called Ron DeSantis a backbencher. Uh, I said no such thing. I said the opposite. I said, unlike right. the Democrats, we have a gloriously good bench led by Ron DeSantis. This guy's like, it's like right. Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. I, that's right. not calling him a backbencher. Like, we have a bench. What do the Democrats have? Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris? I mean, Mark, it's like comically bad. It's like right. a motley crew of buffoons out there. I mean, we have a really bright future, and I think DeSantis is out. I just... I, I think President Trump deserves another shot. I mean, the Abraham Accords, regulatory. I think reform. he's going to get. I think he's going to get another shot, and um, you can see that there's a base of. You know, they say twenty five percent. It's not twenty five percent. It's over forty percent. It could be over fifty percent. 
And it is a steady base, no matter what they throw at him, because I'll tell you why. A lot of people identify with Trump. I called him the blue-collar billionaire, and that's what he is. And so a lot of people say, if they can take him down, they can take me. I just remember what my father once said. You know, I backed Ted Cruz against Trump long ago in the Republican primary. (laughs) He said to me, why don't you get off Trump's ass? (laughs) and i said you know what pops you're probably right i told trump this myself but i don't think trump is a more ferocious defender than me too because on this legal stuff we've got a lot of phony formers who come out and talk you know lawyers professors and the people who are going after trump are diabolical absolutely diabolical and if i feel like i'm not a legal analyst i'm an advocate and these legal analysts you know they they tiptoe around everything i believe as a lawyer as a constitutionalist no i gotta fight for this man because what they're doing a hundred years from now they're going to write about what they were doing to trump how disgusting and outrageous it is and so we're not going to be around a hundred years from now we got to fight this battle right now it is a battle and we have to fight it right now and you mark you called it from the start you were probably, I'm not probably, you were, because I remember that that uh, Mr. Potato Head over formerly at CNN who got yeah. fired, Stelter, that rotting bag of Cheetos. Yeah, I remember when you said there's a FISA on Trump. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's never oh, yeah. apologized to you for that ever. You called that first. You were the first guy. I, was, I remember I was at a gymnastics meet for my daughter listening to one of your appearances on Fox, and you nailed it. Mark, I only got two minutes, but uh, we're yes, talking sir. to Mark Levin, the great one. But um, just an important issue regarding radio that you've been at the forefront. These threats to pull AM radio out of yeah. cars. Uh, this, this, there's a tinge of this, Mark, that's political, knowing that conservatives have dominated the platform. Your thoughts? It's 100% political. And uh, you just saw Ford the other day say, okay, we're not going to do it. Which means the frequency really doesn't interfere with cars. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And if people don't want to listen to AM, fine, but you don't make those decisions for them. You and I believe in choice, as much choice as possible, except when it comes to killing babies. You and I believe in choice. We should be able to listen and so forth. These corporatists, if they're going to just try and shut us down by taking us off radio, they will succeed in doing what the left has never succeeded in doing and has tried a thousand times, which is why I've been raising the flag on this, firing away. And it's not just them. It's Tesla. It's BMW. It's a few others. And notice how quiet uh, so many on the left are about this because they think it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. They'll throw uh, binding and tuck uh, transgender kids stuff in the kids section at Target. But God forbid you have that AM radio. You can't have that, Mark. Only crazy people on AM radio. I don't go to Target. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I just yeah. That's that's coming up next. I I, I worked you into the segue today. You always tell me a good host knows the ins and the outs. You said to me if you can get in the show and out of the show and you can segue, it's you'll true. have mastered ninety percent of it. I learned everything from you, folks. You just heard greatness on the radio. The great one, Mark Levin, a friend, a loyal friend. Yeah, you're gonna take it. You're a humble guy, but it is Mark. You are a great man. I'm so honored on my two year anniversary wow. that the guest was you. Thank you, my good friend. I love you, buddy. You take care of yourself. Love you too, pal. Thanks, man. You got it. Mark Levin, folks. Wouldn't be here without him. That is a fact. 
Thanks for listening to the show. Really appreciate it. If you want to check out the radio show, go to Bongino.com. Click on Station Finder. We're on over 300 radio stations across the country. See where we're on near you. Thanks for listening. See you next week. You just heard Dan Bongino.